0: King and Yates, they bridging the gap. From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map. Ball is life and that's a fact. And a ball is life about that exact. King and Yates, they bridging the gap. From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map. There's a time to score and a time to assist. Ain't no IN Look. team, let the winning commence. From generation to generation, game don't stop. The new and old school got the game on lock. It's all legendary. It's all necessary. We all been all-stars before February. And after that, King and Gates, after Rax. Yeah. But really trying to get some wins, not just padding stats. Yeah. Two basketball lovers through happenstance. Built a bond
1: that lets a greatness
2: that advanced. Yes, sir. Just so it. disrespectful yeah. for yeah. you to say something like that. We heard y'all. Listen, they heard they, y'all.
1: they bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They they, they it, it, Listen, they... they they bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They, they,
2: BTG Nation, BTG Nation, BTG Nation. We are back, and because we're back, and it's the New Year's, let's give ourselves a round of applause. We made it into 2024. Happy, healthy, ready to go. A sl- slightly a bit, just a little bit, tiny a bit rejuvenated. Got a little bit of energy here. Got a little bit. Hey, Snipes, put the latest games on for here. So just just hit the back button and go to it. Um, but yeah, man, BTG Nation, you know what it is. Young OG, triple OG. Sometimes when we have the other triple OGs, he just a double OG. Because <laughs> you guys know we got a, a nice little uh network. But we're here with live and direct from Dubai again. Um, hoop mountain Dubai, hoop mountain DXB, hoop mountain That's our energy. That's our love child. We're getting it in out here. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing. OG. Let's start with a little hoop mountain update before we get into the mix and get rocking. What's 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 it looking like at the top of the twenty twenty four year?
3: Well, you keep saying that we're growing, and that's evident by how busy we are, man. You know we man. just we just started last week, and it seems like uh man it seems like we've been going 18 hours a day 7 days a week it seems like but uh everything's going you know in the direction that we wanted to go and it's super busy kids and parents are excited and uh hey man we just got to keep we just got to maintain everything
2: yeah and let me shoot coach some Bell because i know some people have been saying coach been on the phone a lot every time they look on the app. oh already mean that's that's yeah. my boy i address him directly <laughs> yeah yeah and so hey it's nice pay attention so the thing is is that when we get in here the phones is never and never never off because there's always something and coach king does all of the customer service correspondence with the new people and the returners and if you work in the business especially with Youth, you know how you gotta do a lot of explaining multiple times because there's a little thing, a few things get lost in translation on top of the new people that get handed here. Yeah, but. I mean,
3: that, that, but look, since you talk, talking about that, that's not even all of it.
2: But like, I didn't want to even want to get all yeah, of it. Yeah, like people don't a,
3: understand, like, you know, that people that commented, like, I'm dealing with other coaches, other academies, you know, facility managers, you know, we- Homes. <laughs> a lot of stuff, like, you know, it never stops because, you know, mm-hmm. We run a business.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. So, man, BTG Nation. This is this is a fun one though. We got some. Sh- <laughs> we got some shit for y'all today. Yeah, they gave us. Man, we took a nice break because just to keep it a record straight, we haven't recorded since December thirteenth, and so since then, you know, you had Cat and Shannon Sharp, and you had all of that. We ain't gonna be able to get to all that, you know, all the basketball stuff. So we just gonna get to what we can. We're gonna respond to some comments too as well. But you guys know we got to get some energy in this thing, right? And so we ended the year nice. We had we had four straight bangers. We had some things. The parents was like, yeah, y'all get y'all bringing some energy. I want to bring us back to an era that both coach generation and my generation appreciates. And just for you people out there that don't know, I'm not old. I'm only 30. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to turn. <laughs> in fact, I turn 32 next month. Yeah. You know, leap year, boy. So... I got a vibe for y'all today. OG, you're going to love this one. I ain't even going to say too much. We got a new drop. DJ Lee Bueller. Here it is with the mix. A good morning, America. I
1: represent Queens outside of
4: Queens. Oh. So when we around these other niggas, I'm telling them, y'all, I represent Queens. Queens niggas do everything in decency and order. And that's the difference <laughs> between y'all and okay. mm, all of right. us. Where are you so from? I'm going to be way out of Paris telling niggas I'm from Queens. Be in Russia telling niggas I'm from Queens. I'm not on screen for them.
2: That's a New York dude for you, though, for real. You
4: see what doing
5: whatever we you
1: know what I mean? Man. Shit ain't got serious. Listen, they bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. This pregame pre-game
2: music for me, King. Some people don't know. It's my dog,
5: though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out here, Holonino Browns, the term Pookie out here. No cool <clears throat> niggas, it's just Goofy's out here. I mean, niggas, that he in pork wearing out here. <laughs> Do it all, stood tall, Goofy out here. Ten toes down, I'm on two feet out here. Twenty four K out here, I'll be two out yeah. here. Getting flying, no bullshit, I'm the two, three out here. Let's Jordans, go. You ain't see, shout out to Carolina. To all baby me's, I see all you heroiners. Mixed these three I played the paint pizza, paid away at the gold. With girls that have spread their legs open for a logo.
2: Hold on, King. Hold Hold on, on, King. uh, All you baby baby me's, who they is?
3: Man, Harold Midas.
5: Come on. Like... Come on, let's go. Hey, check out the swag. <laughs> Yo, I walk like a ball player uh-huh. to the locker room. I'm back to cockatoon. Toast to all you niggas that was talking cockatoon. We on a different flow. We ain't sending vodka tone The shots that we give make you send a doctor toom. Betty say, I win it block a block Now you're in an awkward room trying to lock a goon. Like the shooter had a hood on. Might have been Dr. Doom. Woo. Sounded like a fifth or a nine. Couldn't tell though. All of a sudden, thunder. It might have been hoodie mellow. Hoodie mellow. jello would we'll come to your and Hello. Waving at everybody. Ain't trying. <laughs> be put in yellow all i know is that the lambo look good yellow. and yellow mm-hmm. be swerving power in every hood and ghetto lame nigga, swerve i lame nigga, swerve it's been 10 years and you the same nigga, come, come on
2: man You see i brought the camo out though King. you thought i was just I be this,
5: the <laughs> on, on. This right be a worse i just laugh at you come
1: after you
2: come on, you come, on. come on we just getting started though yeah let me my yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: just they it's a, it's a whole no, 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 tape though. Him
2: versus uh, Jadakiss. i send it to you though. I need that.
4: We're
2: just getting started. Come on. This is what I asked for.
4: Wrong, you Full speed, I'm walking, I still catch you. Set the tone, the one of the coldest beats ever.
2: This shit hard. bosses, they workers and employees. I came out of the lake, but I be in the boondocks. Flannel or overall, work
4: boots, tube mm. socks. I put something right through your face from out the toolbox. Niggas get hot and make the news. I make the news hot. Come on. You can be as hard as whoever. I crack craniums. You know all my killings are brutal and spontaneous. I like this. Pop out, soon as you hit the light switch. Running, then all of a sudden you fall. Like the white chips might have to crush your Adam's apple with the vice grips. You never see me during the day. I play the night shakes, cartilage, flashing bone. Damn, gristle. Yeah. Be my guest. Go ahead and hide. I can't go miss go you. Ahead. You already know I reside at Camp Crystal. Yeah. Lake dismantle your face. Revamp tissue.
2: Y'all understand? Yeah, he said Camp
4: Crystal. You
3: like, don't know about that.
2: Talk- <laughs> What's Kiss real name? Man. Jason. What we talking about right now? Mm-hmm. Freddy versus. Power Come on. from the
4: hockey match. St. Patrick, Ooh. three bodies
2: in one night, that's a, a hat, hat trick, pay the plug soon as you finish,
4: that's a backflip. Spin six, make 12 back, that's a crack flip, sad part about it, you boys ain't even ready, preferably my weapon of choice is the machete, screaming at the top of your lungs before I mangle you, zip you up in your sleeping bag before I strangle you, yeah, I had
2: it in me since
4: a youngin' when you hear that, you don't see me but I'm coming work Everybody play. gotta die it, Every man, every You woman. hear how
2: the engineer Dropping off no the soundbite? Nah,
4: my name ring around the nation How the crime scene
1: was left They could tell that it was chasing
2: Come on, come on, come on come on.
1: It, 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 Listen, they, 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 they bridging the gap They That's, bridging the gap are now tuned in to the world's
2: so, famous Somebody gonna be happy Somebody smoke
4: Clips in the tray. Reminiscing on the past days Back before a nigga
5: went cold Back before a nigga sold his soul The grass appears greener on. on the other side Cash is way green
4: Over here where I was at summer coming around I'ma make, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm make sure you see me I'ma make sure you see me Hey
2: got shouldn't
5: you be gone, gone,
1: gone, gone for, for the wind wind <laughs> gone for, the for the hey, 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 that what the birds do for some size, to.
6: they tell me love don't cost a dang put your head into the bank that's, that's, that's just what it Hit the same, sippin' link, give a fuck about
5: what you think. So awesome. They tell me life don't cost a thing, but you're mad into the bank. That's, that's, that's like. uh. Hit the same, link, Straight up to the drill, and any day could be your last in the jungle. Yeah. My ears to the streets, I hear your ass when you mumble. They say mm-hmm. you can't do it, cause the last nigga fumbled. As soon as you make it out, you get asked to be humble, huh? Oh. Head high, middle finger higher. My youngin' don't rap, but that little nigga fire. Like Ray Allen in Game 6, with James missed. Then bars tapped it to him, you know what I happened to him Swish, it's all about a swish Know a nigga who would, you ain't even got a wish It's more in the sea and I do him got a lot of references. fish when you ain't up or tell a lot about a bitch Ooh. Cause eagles don't fly with pigeons, they weigh higher All wings flat, but you gotta stay flyer Niggas broke as a joke, sitting laughing together I started cheesing after I turned my craft into cheddar I ran from the worst, chasing after the better Life is a bitch, I knew right after I met her so
1: what you have nots, know about
2: having nots, Love for a hater, only thing I haven't yeah. got. <laughs> Listen, they they, they the gap. They the gap. got serious. Come on, man. I'm saying, King. I'm saying ain't, there ain't too many on the podcast stuff doing what we do. Just the two of us too. People got whole machines behind them that don't deliver like this. <laughs> If y'all ain't know, this is a fabulous appreciation. <laughs> if y'all ain't know.
3: And we do
5: appreciate them. You are now tuned in to the world's famous Lee Bueller.
1: Hey, hey, listen, they... they, they Come they on. Bridging on. they, gap. they bridging the gap. They... they, they
5: Let's go. Money chain,
2: for everybody. My current situation, a situation. My current
5: situation, a
2: situation. Don't keep that money way and they get impatient. So your Friday
5: night
2: turn up. Let's Let's or before you step out. go down. It's a movie, get your goobas, nigga. <laughs> yeah, There's no way. It was yeah, a real gets,
5: get your scuba, nigger. Uh-huh. Uh, I got the swipers in a gun shop. Let's go. Yeah, I got the shooters in a Uber, nigger. Woo. hey, thing brand new, my nigger. Yeah, Lord Jamal, grand poop, nigga. nigger. Oh, who that? Uh, they calling me for Del cash Cashflow. Yeah, and the link come from Cuba, nigger. Yeah. team plastic like the ass shots block
2: <laughs> nine get your ass shot this for gold
5: chain match watch and the bad be the mascot let's go yeah got your BM and my BM nigga yeah she got taken word of Liam nigga huh we ain't gotta be a hundred deep around rather 10 lions than a hundred
1: sheep
2: he said he said the bad joints was the mascots I don't think y'all be knowing <laughs>
4: see let's go Come on. i playing with you a cause y'all phase. couple shot, one of y'all
2: brave. rushing them to the, ER, rushing the actual to performance you hear this?
4: So Nothing we need to say, nope. The handguns and legends. Fuck them, just bring the case for the homies in the county with nothing. is eating trays. Since I started eating, my motto was eat away. Yum. Top five is always followed by DOA. Ooh. I was on top when I bottled the key yeah. of then I went straight from the block to the VMAs The way the hands move on the clock, you be amazed uh-huh. you just feel a burn, nigga, you don't see the blaze uh-huh. Take a look, look in my eyes, you see the haze Right, left, life or death Either
2: way that sour or a, a haze? You mm-hmm. probably
4: see your Never show your hand dying to see your space. Miss I'm missing you know to so,
2: turn
3: on I any sit radio sit station game and game hear somebody sit
4: the it I might do the with the beige, Come bitch with me, do me with the shades. If you self-employed, you truly, you were slaves, truly, to your ways. Rain
5: on your winter coat. Niggas burning bridges, then expecting you to send a boat. No, nope. if I'm coming at your neck, think a bullet in the boat. Never gonna forget you, niggas. Got them written in my notes. I'm a the ghouls A snitch going send the folks. They gonna kill you just cause. Don't make me send a loaf. New blue hunters, spinning sea notes. Fresh pair of Tim's. This is key folks. Come on. Up,
2: I want to go get a Pico so bad. (laughs) A little double breasted.
5: Niggas looking washed up as something in a soap Looking like Adrian And Bron
2: is in the ropes I a
5: two racks I should be in the slopes Might come through in the bubble Same way they send a poke Parading now fit 5th Like I'm in a float yeah new 850 push button Like a moat Control is hard to have Especially when you're broke They sleep because they eatin' But you hungry and you woke come on. Shorty mouth wet But her
4: strip is in the stroke uh-huh. all time So her name has been a goat She say you got the pee-
1: Let's go hey, 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 Listen, they, they they bridging the gap They bridging the
2: gap, they, they. I ain't even gonna bother to ask if Snipe's gonna know Because like, sometimes people don't even know what they're listening to know. You know what I'm saying? Like. I know you be in the car, you going off. You like, yo, oh, this is hard. And the person over there just like, like, eh. like, do you understand what's going on here? Like, this was back to back to back. That might have been like eleven minutes of just not a wasted bar.
3: That's just wordplay. Like, boom, 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 boom. Like, that-
2: engineering, that like production, like everything. Like, that was crazy. Like, we could play that and be sitting in a room with somebody, and that's how you know too. Like, there's levels to to taste. There's levels of understanding. Like, everybody ain't supposed to get Because I could be sitting in the room with somebody else, and we could be listening to that, and they might not even move. They wouldn't even be able to catch it, right? Yeah, if you, if
3: you listen to those those two just now, and you don't scrunch your face up once.
2: Yeah, we ain't supposed to be in the same place. Here, you ain't here. Yeah. You understand what they were saying. Yeah, we ain't supposed to be in the same place. It's different. <coughs> it's a time and place. I'm supposed to meet you somewhere, like coffee or something. Like, it's a little different. So... So man, but that's how we set the tone, right? That's how we mm, set the tone. That's a great way to start the year. Yeah, and so before we, there's some topics we got to get into, and so before we get into there, we got to respond. Like OG, we ended the year extremely well. Mm-hmm. We had some, we had some viral moments, and now our 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 YouTube has been growing steadily, and that's gonna take some time. And if those that, that listen know that, we're here just to provide you know, to give, to 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 vent for one, and just to have something here for a lot of the youth that we already are around a lot, but we don't get to see as much because we're in Dubai now. Um, and so this is an outlet that we can do that. So anything that happens good from the podcast is a plus, like a major plus. It's not like we're here trying to get rich and nothing like that. Oh, this is com- this is completely
3: on our own dime. Oh, in that's our it. Own time. On,
2: time, right? on time. On time. On time, like, on no. time. This
3: is something that we just want to do. We just want to communicate with everybody. Yeah. You know, and before you get into, um, you know, the next talk step. about some of the, you know, the comments and stuff that people made, I do want to say, like, we want to have these discussions with mm-hmm. you guys. But for those of you that respond with crazy language and all that stuff, just yeah. be mindful that you're an adult, we're an adult. Yeah. You know, you come on, show some respect. You know, we wouldn't dare we wouldn't dare come out of pocket and talk to somebody like that you know especially without meeting them cuz if you're not saying stuff face to face then keep it to yourself but you know let's have open discussions but like just watch the language and the tone how you speak to somebody
2: yeah keep in mind y'all we bridging the gap yeah. and so for y'all that don't know i'm 32 31 now we'll be 32 OG is 20 years older than me. So when he talking to you like this, because he don't play internet games. (laughs) I don't either. You won't see me on the internet going back and forth with anybody or nothing like that. But we also are people who, what's the new saying right now? We got emotion in real life. So in real life, we got... We have, we have success. Actually, the podcast is a success, and we may talk about things later about how people define a success, but we are having success right now. We're going through hardships. We're doing all these things, but we do things in real life. Like, whatever we bring to anybody, we are doing something ourselves in real life, but we won't bring it up, right? And we won't do the other stuff that people do. We don't name drop. <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't name drop. And, and we and we could, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't name drop, we don't call out anybody unless it's warranted, anything like that. But know that we aren't here but to do anything but add value, especially because you guys, we see people talk about all the time as there is no balance in positivity on the media, right? People talk about that all the time, right? And so we're here doing the different thing. We're not giving you dating advice or no random dating advice, no like, uh, you know, the top 10 things to get women. We'll give you real some some improvement stuff. And so, but what I will do is, because like I said, we went viral at over 110,000 views and 400 comments, 5,000 likes, a couple shares, like all different type of things and no ads, my add, I didn't run any ads for us this year and we've been getting a lot of action. And so one video in particular struck a nerve for the people, OG. And that was a video in which we gave an excerpt about how I was being critical of this age um, and the use of technology to learn. Because I was making a comparison to how, because you know you guys, if you listen to the audio, you know we play music. And you know how right now most of our music is geared towards the older side. But we talk about how the older group, and even us, we can feel the difference in the way music is being made the way it's constructed, the way it meets the people, the way it lasts and everything, because people are growing musically through social media and everything else. There's no artist development, blah, 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 blah. And over the last 10 years, we've seen how that affected the craft. And like I said, we've been seeing the similar type of thing with basketball. And we're going to start seeing more and more ways of how that's affecting the craft too, unless we don't take over. And so some people have some interesting things to say about that. You know? Um, and so I'm gonna read off some comments. all right, I'm gonna probably read off a couple How many comments we got on here that I highlighted like give me eight okay, we got eight, so we'll give a forty five second thirty to forty five second response to each right um I'll, I'll based on your facial expression I'll know which one you're gonna lead off <laughs> all right so the first one all right at nil coach Cal B agent okay well let me go slow at nil underscore coach Cal B underscore agent this is his comment all right coaches we got to stop whining and blaming the children for the culture we have created okay most of the children, most of these children have to trust that coaches know how to teach how to cultivate a love of the game, develop children's athletic ability and confidence in learning. We coaches keep complaining about every everything we aren't capable of achieving based on our childhood experience versus learning how to cultivate great athletes and be more concerned with the process over winning. Now, Coach, I'll tell you, i responded to him because I didn't like the, the uh, insinuating that we were whining type right. thing. And then, yeah, never whining. And then I saw, I, I did do some searches. I, I always click on profile. So I went, and on his Instagram story, he was still kind of going off about it. He was like, you know, I'm tired of you guys getting on here that aren't hoopers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's calling us not hoopers. And then you guys won't go do the hard work. You guys won't go to the park and pull up with the basketballs, Blase, 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 blase. Now, while his sentiment may be true about some, he's in the wrong arena for that yeah, yeah, but well, I'll let you go ahead and see. there's a couple of things there, but what you got, King
3: so if we are the definition of real hoopers, I don't know what I don't know what you're looking for, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about people that have been in the game since we're talking about age seven years old minimum and and every age group, you've played at a high level, yeah. Whether it be middle school, high school, college, after college, professionally, AAU level, whatever, we've been around the mix. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you know, the last thing you you mentioned about pulling up to a court, like, you know, I'm 50 years old, and anywhere I've I've been in terms of playing, coaching, or living, whatever, I've definitely been in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I'm I'm going to play, you know, uh, play with the guys. Um, go help the kids or whatever you know I'm one for sure I've given when I didn't have anything to give Mm -hmm. you know because I've had this argument with many other coaches that I've you know you know coached against and you know and we talk about our hardships whatever in terms of like trying to provide something for the kids to help them move forward but you know, having issues ourselves, you know, yeah. no one no one cared about my home life, no yeah. one cared about my bills, whatever, but I always made sure that I gave as much as I could, whether it be time, yeah. finances, you know, or any experiences that I had before, with the kids you know so like when people when you say stuff like that man you need to do your research you man. know before you say stuff like that because that I take that stuff personally because you don't know what we've done
2: right you don't know what we're doing right now and then that I want there's a specific part right cuz i'm going to respond to the first half where it says cultures we got to stop stop whining and blaming the children for the culture we have created Right, and then to the second part, I want you to, to respond to this one, Coach. We coaches keep complaining about everything we aren't capable of achieving based on our childhood experience versus learning how to cultivate great athletes and be more concerned with the process over winning. I want I'm gonna let you respond to that one. What's 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 that that you're taking from that?
3: In in terms of what we weren't able to achieve, I mean. There's only but so far you can go in terms of basketball. And, and then you get to, we're talking about the less than 1% of the world is playing in the NBA, and then you're talking about EuroLeague and things like that. But, you know, in terms of, that, like, what haven't we done? That's the yeah. thing. If you If we haven't done anything and we're speaking on things just, you know, um, just off the top of the dome and we're making stuff up, we're pulling stuff out of the air, then you haven't done your research Mm -hmm. at all. At all. You know, because we've continuously said we don't name drop, we don't talk about things that we've done, we only talk about things that are relevant right now and our experiences. Yeah. You know, and I, I, you know, we, I don't want to get into things that we have done because that's, yeah, yeah, we only have to do all that stuff. Everybody that's Respond to us is supposed to be um, we're supposed to be better than that. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to just bring out the best in each other. And, you know, (laughs) the thing is like whining. Mm -hmm. No, this is this is not whining. We're just stating some facts and we're talking about feelings that not only do we have, but people that are currently coaching in the game on the high school level, AAU level, college level and pro level. Actual coaches that we know personally Mm -hmm. that we all have the same issues. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we're trying to create great athletes for every kid. No, we're trying to make every kid serviceable. Because anybody can get a great athlete and enhance that player and push them through. But guess what? If that's a great athlete, he's going to be found no matter what. Mm -hmm. But what about the kids that are just like us who are average people want to play the game, but they want to continue their career at a higher level. Well, are we teaching them the fundamentals? Mm-hmm. And so when we bring up the stuff in terms of you know the YouTube stuff, whatever, that stuff is good if you put everything into context. Yeah. If, if we're just showing a move and we don't talk about when you would use that move in a game situation, why you would mo- you move use that move in a game situation, and how to manipulate that move in a game situation, well. We're shortchanging the kid. And 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 I can talk about that because we're going through that right now where we get kids who coach. I learned this move on YouTube. And then they show it to me and and I'll say, okay, how many times in a 40-minute game are you going to use that move? Mm -hmm. And they have no idea because Mm -hmm. all they did was just mimic the move. Okay, so now we have to, as coaches we we had eight. This kid had eight turnovers the game before because he was trying this move, but he didn't understand why he was supposed to make this move, how he's supposed to make this move. So now we got to go back and reteach him the stuff that he should have learned the before. first time mm. and that and build up to that move. So that's what we talk about. Nobody's whining. We're just talking about we're skipping the process in the fundamentals of basketball sometimes. Yeah. That's that's it.
2: And, you know? and let's be real, like, this is not a culture that we created. Let's be real. Yeah. Because what you guys don't know, a lot of you guys that are talking, you guys aren't a part of the culture in which we grew up in. But you guys now, because we all have access to the same tools and technologies, you guys can place yourself within that space. Yeah. You got people who can get a cert- certification here, yeah. people who can do this and that here, people who weren't good during their time, but maybe they got a little money later so they can start an AAU team. Yeah. Maybe they did some <laughs> things later. And so they got a chance to skip the process. Yeah. And now you find yourself teaching kids. Yeah. And because there are more kids that want to play, right. you haven't done the due diligence of going back. And some people don't have to play to be great yeah. coaches. But, but let, you do. You got to still do the work. Let, let's talk about that. Yeah. We,
3: I'm a former high school coach. And, of course, so all my buddies are still high school coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you know, I, I got buddies on the college level, pro level, all that stuff. But the number one thing all the high school and college coaches have talked about for the past 20 years involving AAU basketball is that anybody can get a team. Anybody. Anybody can get a team. And so what happens is, for those of you that may not know this, If I happen to put a lot of money into my program and I persuade certain players to come play for me, we might just go show up at different places and play because we're talented, but we can get away with that because they're talented. Mm -hmm. But what about the other guys that are just getting together with the kids and just getting a group of kids together, taking their money mm-hmm. and going to place where but they never practice mm-hmm. or they never or they never talk about the things that go along with being a student athlete. Because these kids, AAU basketball, at some point you have to be a student athlete unless you are one of those very few that can jump straight to the NBA or pro level, pro league somewhere else. And so that's the problem. You know, and trust me, I know a lot of guys who do coach AAU basketball that are not high school coaches, but they take it seriously. Man. And, it, and the only reason they're not high school coaches or coaching on the collegiate level is because they're successful in another industry. Yes. And so, but the, so they give back to the kids in the summer. But those are guys that also talk about the culture around being a student athlete. And so that's where we come in. And we just state the facts. We're not making up stuff. We're talking about stuff that we've been
2: in the past 20 years. And now, King, i add to that. Since we said that, you know you had Brandon Jennings talk. Gilbert has talked about it multiple times. Specifically, Gilbert talked about an example of how Kobe, when he went and he taught his girls' team, his daughter's team, they practiced five days a week. If you couldn't come to practice every day, you weren't starting. So that means Zach Randolph's daughter, who lives far, could only come to practice three times out the week. So she didn't start because you had to practice every day, but they practiced every day. And now I didn't know AU wasn't practicing that much. I didn't know that because where I grew up and where I Mm -hmm. played one, you had to try out to even make the team and you, you had to get lucky enough to make that and, then and it's then, a commitment You got it's, gotta, a, it's you, a commitment you gotta sign up for a commitment right? but everybody couldn't play because there's also levels to it right, right? and then you had to practice right. no matter where I was at and I won't say the names of the teams because I don't want to name drop again and people look at it crazy but I was in practice yeah. I was in practice I was in we had days where we had skill days specifically where all of us were together from our um, 13U to our 17U where everybody was in the same gym and then we had two three Days of the week where our respected teams are over there working on games, but we practice yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah, and all the time.
3: And the culture around this that I keep talking about is not just on the court, it's in the classroom. Yeah. It's in the community. Yeah. You know, we we can't, and I I I've experienced this, you know, where people get kids in the summer and go play, but then after those summer tournaments are over, they could care less what the kid does. Exactly. So what what are we saying? We you don't need academics? That's crap. You know what I'm saying? When you when you talk about it's less than one percent of people getting scholarships, so you mean to tell me even that that less than one percent, they don't have to have grades to get to school? Mm-hmm. But we but it, you won't teach that if you don't, don't know. know.
2: And I, and I that don't you know, know what I'm
3: saying? So when I say when we say sometimes people are leading the youth that maybe leading them the wrong direction. Sometimes it's not intentionally. Sometimes mm-hmm. they mean well, they just don't know. But we're talking about the ones that are in it for just the money grab.
2: Man. The money yeah.
3: grab or we talk about they're seeking the limelight because I got this kid, I got that kid. Well, if you're gonna get them and those parents are going to put their their trust in you, well try to do the right thing. And that's all we're talking about. That's what we try to do. And you know, and you know I take this very personally when people attack you know, our character in terms of what we try to do with the kids.
2: Yes. You know, and, that's and, just- and that's just the first one, right? And so I'm going to read all four here, right? This is funny. You know what age this guy is, right? All this back in the day stuff is cynical. If nobody knows how to play basketball, why is basketball better than ever right now? That is, at Florida, that sounds, right? Mm-hmm. Next, so many people complaining and aren't doing anything to help the game. Everyone talking ain't smart. Change is change. Whether you like it or not, learn how to adjust. At BSUN423, right? Now, this one here, this one is cool because the people started knocking his head off. And I didn't even have to get in there too much. This is so funny to me. He had a lot of O's in there, right? Talk about kids are now learning from YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram as if it's a bad thing. You don't learn from that because it wasn't around then. Duh, you played outside because there was no 24-hour gyms back then. Man, y'all sound like old people. Now I'm gonna get it. We gonna get in on this, right? And then the same guy, JB Ball in '11. Back when these dudes was learning the games, bigs were taught to play with their back to the basket and inside out. We now know that was incorrect, right? Okay. And so um, let me get a little bit off because I know you about to fly off the top of this one because this one was was all the way dumb, right? And so I'm going to start with um, this uh, all back in the day stuff, right? If you come anywhere on any of these platforms and you want to tell us that basketball is better now than ever before, prove it. Give me facts. Go to these high school games, go to these middle school games, go to these AAU games, sit and watch a full college men's basketball game, sit and watch a full NBA game, which people are not doing it nearly as much now as they did before. Look at the ratings and prove to me that basketball is being played better. Matter of fact, go ask these coaches if you are from um, the D.C. area, go ask Coach Stevens, go ask Coach Malone, go ask Coach Turner, go ask those legendary coaches there. If you're from the Chicago area, right? If you go to Mac Irvin, go ask these people who've been around for multiple generations like Coach King and ask them if basketball is being played better now than it was ever before right. and see if you so can prove that.
3: First, you know, everybody has their opinion. If you think basketball is better now, that's fine. But here's the thing you don't have a right to condemn someone else's opinion, which you're doing with us, Mm -hmm. without having seen multiple decades of basketball. Mm -hmm. And see, I'm 50 years old, so I've seen different decades of basketball. So I can, yeah, I can give my opinion because it's, you know, I'm free to do that. But what I'm saying is that I I take into consideration what I've seen through each decade of basketball. You know, and the one thing is when you think about the level of play, okay? Everybody says that today's players are better because they're bigger, faster, stronger, more skilled, okay? Here's a here's something to kind of think about, okay? In today's game, there aren't any bigs. And what mm. we mean by bigs, we're talking about real rim protectors because a guy by the name of Rudy Gobert, which not me, not you, but in general, people, people try to clown him and say that, He's really not that good.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But he
3: has a hell of a value because he's a rim protector, he plays hard, and he's he's really, really good at working on what his strengths are. Mm-hmm. And so he, he's gonna maintain a job. But you think of outside of Rudy Gobert, Jokic, Embiid, how many other bigs do we have that do one or two things really well? Yeah. You know, and so we think about Embiid and Joker, right? They're the two dominant big men in the league, right? Mm-hmm. They're the only two big men in the league that mm-hmm. can score with their back to the basket. Mm-hmm. So what's the 10-foot 10 10 hoop? What's the goal? You're trying to put the ball in the basket. What's the easiest way to put the ball in the basket? Get closer to the rim. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have anybody that can score with their back to the basket, make a move, now, how are we going to free up the shooters? Yeah, And that's what that's what almost every NBA team gets into trouble with towards the playoffs when they don't have anybody they can dump it down to. And get an easy bash. Because look at the last, what, last maybe eight, nine years of the NBA championships, everybody's had a big except Golden State. Now, Golden State, now they did have a couple serviceable big guys, mm-hmm. but they've had exceptional outside shooting. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to have that. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's, once the Golden State Warriors are done, we probably won't see a collection of shooting like that again because you think about at one particular time they had Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, and KD. Yep. That shit ain't happening no more.
2: And and we'll talk about it another time, but what makes that Golden State team so spectacular is their bench. bench. They probably have the greatest bench ever assembled okay. for a championship team, right. but we'll get to that in right. another day. And, and right? so,
3: so, yes, can you say that more wing players are skilled and things like that and Strong, Maybe we can, but the game is coached differently now. Mm-hmm. You know, what you guys don't understand, just because we're older doesn't mean guys back then weren't talented. It's just the game was taught differently. Yeah. You were taught to be, how can I say, more effective, you know, by being conservative. Now we have guys trying different things sometimes, and what happens is your ass ends up on Shaq and the Fool, you know, because you're all you're doing is making a move, that you've been taught yeah. without teaching you the fundamentals. And yeah. so now you're, hold on, you're that talented player, right? That you can jump high, you can run fast, you can go between the legs, crossover, all this stuff, shoot from 30 feet. But now you're going from team to team because mm-hmm. you can't find a spot. You, you can't adjust. Some It's a job. The NBA is a job. So think about it. Sometimes you're in a situation where you have to adjust your game. And so if it's, That much better now, right? If it's that much better now, why are so many people complaining about watching a full game?
2: Yes. And then I ask you, I ask you, because this is what my next thing. Would you say then, because of the lease that's been given and the lease has been taken away and the unadulterated space people give and everything else, would you say that they don't know how to value the possessions anymore?
1: Yeah, yeah. Which
2: which is why, because like, defense is different. And now you get ample opportunities to do all of that dumb stuff. Now you talk about why I was a coach looking at like, yo, we can't play this style of play because if we turn the ball over eight times and sometimes a bad shot is a turnover. It's a, turnover. If it's a turnover. If we do that eight to ten times, a Pat Riley coach team is going to make us pay and we're going to be down by 30. And then they're going to strap up so we're not going to have a chance to do this and that.
3: It goes back to what we mentioned earlier right? Making the fancy move. Mm-hmm. So coaches understood that, like, we can't keep this up. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, oh, it's a fantastic move. The highlight move, we, we, we know we can't keep that up for 82 games. Yeah. College coach, we know we can't keep, the, keep that up for 40 games. So you, you make sure you try to be as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. If you go back and you think about some of the great guards from back in the day, can you imagine if they had the open space yeah. then get, or, or, or the, the style of play was, hey, let's just get up and down. Yeah. What? Man. That may be just as spectacular. But these guys now, they are super talented and things like that. But we have gotten to a space where now even coaches who feel a certain way about not playing in an efficient manner have to basically not coach the way they want to because you gotta make sure you keep everybody happy.
2: Yeah. And Ka- so Kyler Perry just said that too. If all these
3: players are, you know, even the bigs, are if they're all shooting off the dribble, if they're all shooting threes, they're all spotting up, who's rebounding? Yeah. Who's who's protecting the rim? Who's setting hard screens and rolling? You know, and so now we're getting into a space where We're getting so many international bigs because they all do all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and so everybody can't do the same thing on the floor at the same time. You have to find a role. And if you know, if you're learning how to play the game, you can take your talent, which is super level, super high level, and you can play anywhere. Not king. And so now, you know, we have some guys struggling with that.
2: Now I'm going to give you something a little bit more lighthearted, right? Another part of this, my man said that... When we were playing, there were no gyms around. There were no 24-hour gyms and that y'all had to play outside and y'all didn't have TikTok, right? And then another guy said that y'all was, bro, you're a hater, plain and simple, because just because they didn't learn from bum-ass NBA players in the 90s who had basic moves and couldn't even pull up from 40, it's okay, man. Okay. And so again, let me remind you guys, I'm 30, I'm 30, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, yeah. so I've, I've been outside, I've been outside a long time, right? All that stuff totally. was around then. But I want to remind you guys, well, this is these are the comments that lead us to say, you got to do some more research and understand what it means to actually be a hooper, right? right. 24-hour gyms, have always... Been around. (laughs) If you
3: you think that we didn't have 24-hour gyms, you definitely didn't do any research before you said anything. They're actually, because social media, I'm not a big social media guy, but it came across my stream. There was somebody giving a shout-out to Run and Shoot. Do you know what Run and Shoot is? Do you know how many guys used to hoop at Run and Shoot? I played there. Everybody. (laughs) If you hooped, everybody played there. Now, here's the difference where did you play run shoot, at run and shoot and when did you play? Because there's certain hours and certain courts that mm-hmm. everybody couldn't just walk in and get a game.
2: Now let's, let's stay there because we have these same people talking about playing outside is overrated and that you playing with those old bum ass dudes is not getting you better because they have weak, blah, 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 blah. And so you, this is what, like I said, this is where we start to differentiate the people, right? If you are in a space to where there's a good basketball culture around, because that's what we're talking about, the culture needs to be re- revolved. I mean, revived all around, right? The way we appro- appreciate the game, when we talk about it, the way we ap- uh, approach it and our ethic and everything. If you are one of those, if you are at a place to where the real ones are outside playing, you're not even going to be allowed on the court. Right. So for those of you guys that talk about, hey, who plays on concrete? Who does this? Who does that? There aren't even as many concrete courts out anymore. Gentrification that we all know about. When people have come in, they've changed up all those yeah. basketball courts and kids aren't playing yeah. there, right? What
3: you see is an outdoor court, is completely different from when we played.
2: And uh, and everybody that's ever been in the NBA, all of our stars, our greats have played on no concrete and it hasn't hurt them or missed them out on any type of money. They've been fine, 20 year careers and all that type of stuff. And so we, and we've been out there. And so when we were playing out there, it was pros out there. It was guys who could have had the chance at pros, but some people decided to take a trade instead of going playing pro Man, because money wasn't, let's, wasn't let's, there. Let's
3: be real about this. There are guys, that work regular jobs that'll bust your ass. Bust your ass. And could be they, they have NBA talent, but circumstances got to be right. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, why can't you go outside and play a little bit now or get some shots up? Because you got better technology for shoes. Yeah. You know, we're talking about we, we give uh-huh. Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas for example. You know, we, we give any NBA player that's currently playing. Most of them have outside courts at their
2: homes. Yeah. Where,
3: where do they get shots up on their outside court sometimes? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's really no excuse for you. To, if you know that you you say you're a hooper, you, you want to hoop at a high level, you want to work on your game. If you can't get in, if you can't get access to an indoor facility, why wouldn't you go outside and get some shots up? We're mm-hmm. not saying you got to go play and, and, and get up and down 94 feet you know, for three, four hours, go get some shots up. Kids just don't do that that often now. Yeah. You know, back in the day, when you go to a park, you know, you'd have to wait your turn to play. And then if you lose, you either went home because you're like, I ain't getting back on the court today because mm-hmm. there's too many guys waiting behind me. All right. So what you do is you, you start to think about why did we lose? Mm-hmm. All right. And so now you try not to make those same mistakes because you're like, we want to run the court because we know if we lose it's just too many guys having next so let's stay let's get our five let's do what we need to do and stay
2: on the court and that's and, if you come with five yeah, though can yeah, talk right. talk about being the guy that comes to a new spot and nobody knows your game. right? And so we've talked about this before in the space, the little nuances you gotta learn when you enter into a new space. Because if you are somebody that aspires to go somewhere for school to play or go somewhere, when you first enter into that gym, if you're not a five star, everybody knows about you, which there aren't that many of, and so stop using examples of special talents, like it's a blanket stuff, because it's no. Because if you walk into a gym, if I don't know you from a can of paint, and you wanna play, I'm not just giving you the rock for you to do one-on-one things. You gotta learn how to stay on the court. Right. Even if I even if I average 25 in the DMV, would I go to Houston to play? When I get on that court, I gotta do something to let them know, like, oh, he knows, what he's doing. he knows what he's doing. It might be a good extra pass right here. It might be me covering that second uh help defense line because they went and rotated, so now I got his. And, it's those little things and, that make it different.
3: And once you show that you can play, then the guy's like, oh man. Hey, pass the ball. Eddie, Eddie, do your thing. Eddie, do your thing. But But you gotta earn that. You can't just step on the floor and and everybody say, oh, we're gonna give you 20 shots. No, it doesn't work like that. You gotta show people that you know how to play. And that's where we talk about kids playing. We're not talking about necessarily like enhancing your skill. We're talking about learning how to play. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is guys that don't go play in these situations don't understand how to lose. Man. You know, so now they lose, they, they quit or they don't go back to that space anymore. Instead of saying, you know what? I'm gonna go back tomorrow. I'm gonna bust their ass. Man. And and we get that with kids we have now. So, so stop telling us what we see every day. We have to build kids up in terms of their competitive fire in terms of like, we just got smoked yesterday in the league game by 15. All right. To a team that we're clearly just as good as they are. Mm -hmm. they just punked us. Mm-hmm. So now what are we going to do? Oh, we, you know, are we going to say, we just can't beat them? Or are we going to work during the week and get ready to prepare for them again? Man. And that's why we're saying you learn these little nuances of the game by playing in different spaces. You gotta be uncomfortable sometimes. It's good to go play somewhere where you don't know everybody sometimes.
2: Man, King, you brought up that point too, right? And all of this ties back into the training and everything because you can't have one without the other. Now you're talking about learning how to play. Some of these kids don't know how to understand that you've you've made an impact on the game without scoring, or you've made an impact on the game without making a spectacular play. If you can't make a between twin, cross step back 3 you feel like you haven't done anything. Right. Or if somebody else has got it going, you don't know how to play off of them and maybe do a cut here, set a screen here, and let them keep going or go get a basket off of offensive rebound. So now you're just standing and watching. And so because you have that habit, you carry that on to your high school team. You carry that on to your AAU team. And maybe you don't have a coach who's like us who can talk to you about how that is gonna impact your ability to go to school because nobody wants to deal with that because yeah. that's a question of nature. That's about something that I can't teach or change, right? Yeah. And so then that brings me to King, I remember when it was starting to change. I remember going into my senior year in college, it was 2015, 2015 in college. Well, this is another thing that you guys don't know. For as long as college basketball has been around, there's always been a heavy turnover of athletes. Kids don't make it academically. Kids don't make it because they can't take the request coaches have because they're not coming from a place where they have to be held accountable. So we don't like all the excuses you're giving us right now for why kids can't do something with everything that they have with technology. So when they get to school, it's gonna be in trouble. Because in 2000, between 2011 and 2015 in my school, we had, a turnover of like 35 or 40 players because our coach always had to recruit more than we could because some couldn't take it academically. And
3: you're going to lose some.
2: Yeah, you're just going to lose some. But in my senior year, it was eight seniors, and then we had nine freshmen and sophomores, no in-between because the guys couldn't stand. Biggest difference ever. Coming in my freshman year, our open gym was packed. Everybody was playing, playing for three, four hours. <laughs> our senior year... We're playing, we're playing, we're playing, but we gotta drag the freshmen in the gym. We gotta make them stay. (coughs) We gotta say, yo, like, y'all been playing? Nah, I put up some shots earlier. Nah, I did this earlier. All right, we about to play five on five. Nah, nah, I'm a little tired. As freshmen, sophomores, (coughs) now they get in the game situation, they have a little resistance, they'll not play against it. Yep. No, the, the, they struggling. A lot of them didn't have good careers after we left because we were taking over the brunt of the the load, and all of that went back to It's Like, yo, you really got to be able to handle this here. It's like, mm, yeah, you, can't do it.
3: You were good enough to get there, but the work doesn't stop. It increases because that is a higher level, and you're trying to you're trying to survive. And so, if you stop working, you know that you're gonna you're gonna have some problems. You know, you're gonna have you're gonna have failure. You know, and you're going to have failure that you're not going to feel good about because you you weren't able to give your best effort. You know, exactly. and that's and that's what we talk about. We're you know, we're not talking about um, you know, the super talented player that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he can he can probably, you know, stay up all night or maybe miss a workout and still come in there and and be better than everybody. We're talking about 99% of athletes that make it to high school teams and then to college. You got to work and you got to know what it takes to be a good student athlete, yeah. you know? And that's this, that's what we're talking about. You know, nobody's, definitely nobody's being a hater because haters don't give props yeah. to, to players that they see that are killing it today. Yeah, You know, haters don't talk about how, man, we love that kid. He's got a great work ethic. That kid's super talented. That kid's unselfish. That mm-hmm. kid, you know, that kid's very coachable. We give credit where credit is due. But then but we're talking about the kids that we see struggle. Yeah, we're, we're concerned with them.
2: And they're the ones that need us the most because right. they don't have the athletic ability. Now, this is the last one, King. And this guy said, whether it's TikTok, YouTube, et cetera, it's a form of studying craft, not just highlights. So we shouldn't be in generalizing that statement either. And then they say, oh, invite-only workouts make the run better instead of a free-for-all, blah, 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 blah. And, it's, and this individual also said that kids aren't just getting scholarships and looked at just because they can run and jump anymore. So one, that also means you don't know what you're talking about because a coach, a coach will always take the athlete, especially if they feel like they can mold them into something. So some people, all they gotta be able to do is run and jump. because some things you can't teach. So you'll take
3: it. Here, here's what's put that, here's something that put that to bed right now. If that's, If that's the case, why was Joker taking the second round?
2: Yep, yep. Think about that. Yep. People Joker laugh at kid. him.
3: People laugh at him because he can't jump that high. He's slow. He does. He doesn't look like he's in great shape. And so that that left question marks on him, and he got drafted second round. You think if people looked at him in terms of just being super fundamentally sound, playing smart, playing hard, you think he'd have gone second round? He'd been first round pick.
2: Nope. Oh, cuz there's certain things you can't teach. You know? Now because you you get to see him now, you're like, "Oh, how do you miss out on that?" But yep. yeah, was, you, you don't know unless you're in the game. Yeah, you, you think know? you think he's doing a lot of crazy stuff in in training or is he's working in the game. Right. Like and
3: and so, you know, people say, "We're old." I, yeah, I am old. Yeah. But Yates, you know, you're 31, right? And when you think think about the new the, the new guys, right? Most of the younger guys right now, Say Kobe Bryant is your idol, right? Right, and so if Kobe Bryant is your idol in terms of who you see as the best basketball player as you were growing up, so you're gonna just completely dismiss things that Kobe has said about past NBA players and how the game is today. Yeah. So think about it. Yeah. You know when you when your great players give love to the old school. You know, you got to take that into consideration that it must mean something, yeah. you know, and, and it's not that he's hating on um, the, the new guys. It's just he's making a statement from his experiences, yes. you know, and that's, what you know, hey, you know, the guys we have today, man, these guys, these guys can do a lot of things. But, you know, but we have to also say we're not going to shit on the, the older guys and say they couldn't do this, couldn't do man. that because they, they could play.
2: Absolutely. Now, and I'm going to end it off here. Now, with the notion that TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube are a a variation of studying film, that's not true. That's not true. And for anybody that says that, they haven't been in a real film session, right? And so what you don't get from, and you've already talked about this, we don't get disclaimers in these YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok reels and videos. You don't get disclaimers because those are things that are, quick highlights trying to grab your attention. Right. They don't care about what you're learning from something. And typically when you go to these um, different places and look and read or something, unless you're watching an old coaching clinic, they're not breaking anything down all the way. It's like watching a damn vlog for it. Right. right. What we're saying is when you look at a film or you look at any of these games, are they saying that this is a move you should be mo- making if you are a 13 year pro? And you play in this type of system because this is the type of stuff you're going to get. But before you get to here, I have seven videos of perfecting your pickup, perfecting your pull up from left to right, perfecting your footwork off of that, perfecting your footwork, playing on two feet before you get to these moves. This is why we're saying that's not studying film. And if you've been in a good place with a great coach, you also know that studying film is of skill in its own which is why you have video coordinators which is why you have people that have to sit and really do that because do you know what you're looking at
3: right it's it's do you know what you're looking at Yeah. nba teams college teams um high level high school programs have people just breaking down footage you know and and they break down the footage and give each player according to the position you know certain little clips Mm -hmm. but it's not just highlights it's their mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, it's their, you know, defensive rotations and things like that, how they're playing head on the ball, things like that. You know, we don't have many people sitting down and watching an entire game Yes, and, and really breaking down a player. Yes. You know, and like I said, people say we're not in the mix. Well, we send we help send kids to certain places in the States. And a lot of times I say, send me some footage and I get only a three minute highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Well, I look at that highlight reel and I say, oh man, you you can do some things, but I want to see a game too. Exactly because I, I need to know how to explain you to a college coach that's gonna take a chance on you. Yeah. Like I I just as much as you have a highlight, maybe hitting a step back three, I need to see what your weaknesses are yeah. so I can be honest with this coach. So he or he or she can determine whether or not you can fit into their system,
2: Mm -hmm. you know. Oh, oh, keyword system. This is another thing that you guys that aren't inside of this don't understand. For you guys that are teaching these kids to do 30 different moves before getting to something simple, you gotta remember that these guys are trying to promote and market themselves to fit in somebody's college or wherever else to where they have systems. A lot of these systems are older than these kids. And so you may not know this some of you that haven't played but if you are super athletic team in AU and you've run up against one of these teams from the northeast that run a very very strict Princeton style offense that you can't keep up with because we're doing dribble handoffs and everything else but the ball is moving side to side and we don't even get a chance to use our athleticism in one on one that's because of the system that's because of the game of basketball and why some coaches have such a strong handle on the game and why kids got to be able to be taught how to do all of those different gotta things got to gotta be able to do everything because if you run against you run up against a team Who's very well coached and disciplined, your one-on-one moves mean nothing. Right. And then you have to be efficient and effective because they may limit the number of opportunities you have to score by controlling the pace. Right. And the, the, the
3: way you score may change the everything. game.
2: Everything. And so, but can you do that? Or are you going to be met with super frustrations because you can't dribble the ball as many times? Right. And, and it, so now you're looking around and like, yo, like, what is this?
3: And so let me say this again before we move on to something completely different. We aren't against you. We're with you. Man. We're just trying to help. We're just giving our experiences, mm. and our experiences, you know, are our experiences. Yeah. So our opinions, you know, do matter, just like your opinion matters. Yeah. But we need to make sure we have this discussion, and we just keep it cordial. Like, you know, <laughs> don't come at us. Don't come at us crazy, because we're never coming at you like that. We want to discuss these things because if you're doing what you say you are doing, yeah, then. You have a handle on grassroots basketball and somebody somewhere that's younger than you is looking up to you and following your lead. So we definitely have to make sure we're all on the same page and we're doing the right thing. Because what we do with the kids now impact them for the rest of their lives.
2: Man, OG, I got the perfect segue for you big dog.
1: See the thing is Ocho is that I'm a firm believer. You never judge a man by where Mm. he's standing because you don't know how far he's come. See, you look at the man that's laying Mm -hmm. on the street. But how about what if he was under the bridge just yesterday? See, you judge a man by where he's standing, not knowing where he came from. You see, a lot of people say, well, Shannon, it's easy for you to say that because you this. But you didn't see from 1968 to 1988 see. That's what you didn't see. And you didn't see Shannon go to bed hungry. And you didn't see Shannon not take a bath. And you didn't see Shannon get rained on. And you didn't see his granny crying. Asking, what am I going to pay for today? Do I keep the lights on so you can do your homework? Or do I keep the phone connected so we can call somebody if there's an emergency? What am I going to do this month? So while you judging me for what I am now, do you know where I came from? Then did you know how long it took come me to on, get man. here? See, all you see is my successes, but you didn't see the delayed opportunity that was missed. You see the thing? Listen, come. On. That was crazy. Listen, they
2: they they bridging the gap. I
1: could bridging
2: the gap. They they perfect,
1: perfect,
2: perfect cap to it because man, you don't have no clue, and we still pushing it right there, right? And I think you know we go from that to go to Stephen A. Smith and Jason Whitlock. I you you know you know I got I got to find I got to find the actual thing. I want to make sure I can hear Stephen A. say this out loud. Man, bro.
3: it's just the way he started it. Like, <laughs> I,
1: sh- hey man,
2: like like oh like um. Do the do the people uh do the people like this
6: guy? Like, are they friends with him? Whitlock. Yeah, I said that name. It's not a name I've uttered. I normally don't do that. But it's necessary to do now.
2: What is it?
6: I've had enough of that fat bastard. (laughs) That piece of shit. And I want to make sure that before I go to break, I want anyone out there who watches me Anyone out there who knows me, anyone out there, no matter what you think of me, I want you to remember, I never talk about him. I never talk about my colleagues. I don't do that. This is a first. But it's necessary. And when I say don't talk about him, I mean, don't talk about him literally. I don't get in on them. Like I'm about to do now. <laughs> I literally called my pastor and asked for his forgiveness and understanding in advance because he's not going to recognize the person he's about to hear. I did the same when I emailed the bosses at ESPN. This is my podcast. I own and operate this. I do what I want on this podcast, but it doesn't mean. That I still don't harbor a responsibility to at least give my daytime employers a <laughs> man what what
2: what what is it what is it man. what is it King
3: man from Whitlock man, like you know a guy that's so intelligent, mm. but he's it just seems like he's always negative against certain people that are that look like him Mm. are in high positions Mm. and they're doing well, you know, and it just seems like, I I don't know. It's just like, he's got to use someone else's, uh, you know, downfall to, to lift himself up. But yet he's the one always saying that people shouldn't, um, you know, use certain things as excuses, you know, and, and need to work harder. And, um, you know, and, and you know, he's a religious man and you know, things it's just like, man, you know, I, I guess he I guess he just went too far with Stephen A. Smith, you know, and Stephen couldn't take it anymore, you know, and you know, the fact that he, he has his own podcast, so now he can speak freely, you yeah. know, and address it. So so Whitlock's in trouble.
2: Man, I was trying to I was trying to find it what Stephen A called him a bitch, but <laughs> Man, he said enough already. He was hey, man. It's the, the thing too is because Whitlock was 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 trying to call out the fact that he was saying that um Stephen A is an industry plant. Yeah. Saying that Stephen A didn't he didn't really play and big house games didn't know him and all these other crazy things and Woodlock is one of those guys that, nope, and the problem, not the problem, but is when you do stuff like this and doing this teenage, you say you're intelligent, you say he's supposed to be intelligent, but now what happens is 50 people come out supporting everything that Stephen A said about how you tried to pry people, how you tried to get them to work with you for less, how you trying to be terrible, like there's a lot of stuff to come out. When you start ringing out and saying anything, like. He's got a lot of baggage. I mean, yeah. and then what Stephen A you know definitely yeah.
3: he's one per, pe- one person that if you've been on social media or watching mainstream uh, uh sports, he's one person you shouldn't mess with. Yeah. You, you should not bring up his name unless you've done extensive research and you don't have any skeletons in your closet because he will come yeah. at you. yeah like that's he is ESPN, like yeah, you know, and if, if they were to say he's got to go trust me, he'll land on his feet somewhere else and be saying the same thing and doing his own thing. So it's, they picked the wrong one.
2: Yeah, and and, and with luck, you don't have no friends in this, my boy, like, you know, nobody likes you. Like that's not even, and and you not even playing like the villain, so to speak, like Skip was. People just genuinely don't like you as a human. Right. Like that's a whole different space. Like you need to take some time away you know, as much as we made Draymond take some time away, <laughs> you need to take some time away with Locke and go do some soul searching and figure some things out because you you got some other issues that people just can't get together, man. And because yeah,
3: you, you know the next person going at him. Oh yeah, Dion gonna get him soon.
2: Oh for real? Yeah. He, oh. he, he
3: had been killing Dion for the whole season. You know about you know you know taking the Colorado job and you know how I didn't he, see you that how he he brought so much. Light to Colorado, and you know, he mm. sees it as the wrong way. You know, because Dion is he bigger, um, he bigger
2: than the school. He's man. bigger
3: than the school, basically. And Dion is one with the new generation. Yeah, you know? and, and yeah. you know, and and Whitlock went at him hard about promoting his kids. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, let's, is cool. let's be real. Dion's kids, Shadour, only went to Jack State because Dion was there. He could have gone anywhere else in the country. You know, and so he's, and you know, before, you know, the weaknesses of, you know, certain aspects of their team, because you know, they just put it together, started coming to light. uh, He was throwing that thing all over the place.
2: For sure. Oh, shit. So this is what LeVar, what he, Jason Woodlock said about Deion Sanders. If if LeVar Ball had coached his sons in college, this is what it would look like. Mm, Yep. Deion is nothing more than LeVar Ball with someone who was foolish enough to give him five to six yeah. million to coach that. I might punch him in his face when I see him. Right. Like, what, are you crazy? Yeah. Like, I ain't even going to spend no time on that. But yeah, well, this, I is, mean, this is also why people, not people, this is also part of the reason why players are getting into media. Yeah. Because people like him. Right, right. And so, you know, from there, people just dig up all the old videos. He asked something stupid to Kobe. He was like, Kobe's like, like what? But it's a, it's a lot of those. And so for every one Stephen A or Mark Rowe, whoever else, 10 of those who are just ruining it for everybody. Right. <laughs> okay. Man. Can't but hide now. Not at all. Not at all. And speaking of ESPN, ESPN is in trouble. Pat McAfee, you know Pat McAfee,
3: Oh, something's wrong with him. He, I love him. He, he lived
2: on his own planet. Yeah, and they, they ain't doing something right over there. Pat McAfee went online and called out the guy's name. It yeah. was like, look, like you're going to be in trouble, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, anytime you come on, on
3: your show, you got a, oh, you wearing a, a wife beater.
2: Just I shouldn't say that. A black he, joint, too.
3: <laughs> you know, he's, he's relaxed. He's relaxed.
2: He good. And so, and then Steven, they only got 18 months left on his contract. And so you know you've been if you've been peeping, he's been building his off his own content and everything on YouTube. So if if ESPN don't play right, because it look like McAfee may be out when his thing is done, they can't. And lose then they ball lose Stephen. They can't lose both. And ball. and they love Shannon and all that. But Shannon got Club Shay, Shay and kept the rights to that. Yeah. And so Club Shay Shay, and then the nightcap with Ocho and Gil, like. It's it's more about these personalities and entertainers now than it is about the machines going forward. Because now these people they can be honest about what machines are doing. Right. And so they can really say and move and be like, nah, I don't need you anymore. So that's the beauty of the tech time, right? Um, but let's talk local news, King. Dubai has the Euro League coming, twenty twenty-five. So let's start with the appropriate sounds. <laughs> Uh so Euro League is coming. Um per is a Spanish news media outlet and said that a league a team that Dubai will be in the league for the upcoming twenty four, twenty-five season. And so nothing is in stone yet about time, um, but there will be a Dubai team in the Euro League. Mm. Um that they'll play at the um Coca Cola Arun- Arena. Um let's see what else we got, Um, 13 shareholders of the EuroLeague, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Basquiona, Olympiacos, Pontiacos, a lot of names I can't pronounce, Um, and so each of them received some money from Dubai to enter the space, uh, which is not bad at all, so there's a mutual benefit, and then initially they sought to organize two final four tournaments, but this proposal was rejected. So nonetheless, basketball is coming and better basketball than what's already being played in this pro league here. And so I'm excited about that though, King actually, because I want want to look forward to being able to take some of my young youth players and my wife and my kid to this game and being able to see something like consistently. So um,
3: is is they just gonna play the games here, or it's gonna have a, a team? A, a team, okay. A team.
2: They have a okay. team, then they'll be in the Euroleague. Will they Will they play
3: some games in the local league too?
2: Um, probably it's like to it's, it's warm up type stuff. Probably most likely. Um, but also there is starting to be a new influx of talent coming into the GCC period right. between right. Qatar, Kuwait, Saudi, and. Dubai's league, UAE league, UAE league is a bit slower because the competition is not the same. But people are coming, lifestyle, money, and payment, <coughs> and just the growth about everything around here. So people are coming. So, have you talked to any of your people about what it looks like for Euroleague to be here, or, or even what they, how they feel about basketball in the Middle East now? Oh, I
3: just you know I just heard of it from you today, but I'm definitely. That those will be conversations we'll have soon because people will be asking me about For it. For sure, you know. Um, but I mean, man, have a EuroLeague team—that's a great start. Great, great start. Yeah, know? that's um, you know, people don't see it now, but you know that with the NBA having preseason games in Abu Dhabi, that's going to bring the level of basketball up a lot. Increasingly in the, in the next ten years.
2: Yeah, yeah, and people, people have been asking, are we going to culture or am I going to try to play it something? And I'm like, I can't see myself doing that, but who knows, yeah. who knows, who knows, who knows. But um, it's gonna be interesting to watch. I'm excited to see how that goes because that changes so many things, so many things. And so moving on, who's the best point guard to ever come out of New York? <laughs> <coughs> well, we, all of New York, are we gonna talk about what was
3: said in, in terms of Coney Island?
2: No, nope. well, oh, see, I was just about to pull it up. I was just about to pull it up right here. And so let's start with That's right like here.
6: set the ball.
5: But now, nah, Lance won the, that smoke with Young Bassy. Like, they're talking about this dude right there. Like, hold on. You talking about him? <laughs>
6: like, that dude?
1: Yeah.
5: I don't know about when everybody got in the league and everybody got their contracts. And you feel me? I don't know about all that. But talking about this dude right there? So we, nah. we
1: stick, before we get to the league, we're sticking purely with high school right now. So you're saying Yeah, i absolut- about
5: the impact on
2: the culture. Facts. Right. So right now, facts. purely yes.
1: high school, you're better than Lance Stevenson and Stephon Marbury, you're saying.
2: Facts. Okay. Yeah, because killer, you talking,
5: you talking all basketball, you're going into the stats. The right. people gonna tell you, like, just
1: how we did it. Right. Like I brought Braun, I brought Braun to the I brought Braun to the hood to play at IAC. See, like the, thing the best player in the world. The thing about it is this, and and I, I would almost say you're too young, but you're not young because you was around Steph and everybody else, but Steph
7: boy, Kevin Garnett. It's a fact, <laughs> so we
2: set the ball. Right, and so then, here, here we go.
7: Give him the utmost credit and respect. You had a phenomenal high school career. I, I say that with respect.
3: Yes, not right putting for... him
7: over the Lou Alcinders, the Kenny Andersons, the Pearl Washings, and the list goes on. My man sit right there, you know, on the other side is Kevin Mark Jackson. Like, But at the end of the day, how dare you? say that you're the greatest in new york city history with all this new york city history before you none of us new york city, new york city basketball players ever put ourselves ahead of the players of yesteryear the players that came before us and that laid laid the foundation the groundwork for us there's no for olsen without a mark jackson Ooh. without a Rod strickland without a boo harvey the list goes on and on. Mm. How dare me as a young say something about I'm better than those guys? I don't care. I'll give you a prime example.
2: Yep. Uh so
3: <laughs> man, out of New York, point guards, man. You talk about Earl the Pearl, Washington, Kenny Anderson, Mark J, I mean, like Rod Strickland. Yeah. Like it's some killers that came out of yep. New York at the point guard yep. spot. Yeah. And yep. and so when you when you talk about like the the best player that came out. You got to talk about their high school career, their pro career. I mean, their college career, then their pro career. I mean, Sebastian don't.
2: Yeah, look, look, look. listen to this though.
1: He told us to ask you, ask Mark, did I cook him in, in Hunter College? Right? So the answer <laughs> is no, he did not cook you. Come on, man. Come on, <laughs> come on. Old, he's a 16 year old kid playing against, I humbly submit the starting point guard for the New York Knicks. You what,
2: what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I love the debate. I love the debate. I love the energy. Yeah. Um and it's then all fun. It's all, it's fun. all fun. But <laughs> it's the camera thing. It's the camera thing. Because you don't see and to an extent, not having cameras around builds to the allure. Yep. So, like, you really don't know how great it was to see Doc and to see Earl of Pearl and to see all those people because it's just myth and legend, but people were there to tell you. If they had cameras to follow around those guys during those times, it might even be even crazier than what Through the Fire was, and I love Through the Fire. Yeah, Through the Fire was crazy. (laughs) I love it. but listen, It doesn't make you better, though.
3: If you were playing basketball before social media and stuff really started to take off. And you were, say you were a a big time player in say, um, Oakland, say like Jason Kidd. Oh yeah. But everybody in the country knew who you were. That means you was nice. Mm -hmm. You was nice. Like people didn't have to promote you. People talked about you anyway. So, you know, like I said, if Mark Jackson would have had something like through the fire, Especially Kenny People have no idea yeah. what type of phenomenon Kenny Anderson was coming out. Yeah. They have no idea. And, and Stephon Marbury, come on, Steph, man.
2: Steph, Steph, is, Steph is crazy. Steph game is crazy. Crazy, crazy. But... But I, what I like and what I hope is that people will go back and do some revisions sure, yeah. and go look it up, check it out. Cause it's all it's all fun in the game. But that's part of the culture that we love though. Right. Because Bashi is part of that culture. Right. Basie was definitely part of that culture and keeping it going. And that's from my era. For those of you that say we wasn't outside playing and We have videos. Like that's real right there. But my I wonder, King, who who has better point guards? Is it Cali or New York?
3: Man, Cal, yeah, got, <laughs> the Cali or New York? Diddy, man,
2: Cause like, I, I seen B Diddy and, and them talking about it on the thing, and they was like, "I mean, New York, all right? They got some stuff, but y'all really ain't giving us no love." So here's the thing, Snipes.
3: The New York guards, I say, always had like the better handle. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? That's and, what they say though, and right? They were, and they were, oh, let me finish, man, huh? damn. I mean, they had the better handle, and I say they ran teams better,
4: mm. you know what I'm saying?
3: But the Cali guards, they had more of a combination of handle and athleticism. Like, those guys were like,
2: get bucket, Hold on, King, because you know we are some people who don't really know. When we say Cali guards, because they probably like how are you even putting that in a conversation like who the fuck Kylie got to put in that conversation we might you got to go down a little list for him King. Man. i mean i don't even know where to begin we uh, just we can we can, we can go j kid
3: like for like, well, first let's just start j kid like at that particular time somebody that moved that fast from east west at 64 200 pounds. i mean come on man he and he played he had bounce and everything, but he didn't, he he was more he would be more of a a New York guard in terms of just running the show, but his speed and size just made him a phenomenon, kinda like LeBron. Like yeah. come somebody coming at you full speed like a freight train, but you don't know what they're gonna do. You don't know if he's gonna lay you, you don't know if he's gonna he's gonna dump it off. I mean, it's just I mean shit.
2: But it's incredible, man. It's so, and I'm gonna name some names, right? Andre Miller. You got J Kidd, you got B. Diddy, you got Baron Davis. You got um Brandon Jennings, you can definitely give a, you got Gilbert Arenas, um you got people you got Gary Payton. People don't even know how good Baron
3: Davis was.
2: They don't really. This understand. is this
3: is a dude who not only could handle the rock, shoot the rock, get to the rack, Don you, Crazy bounce after two knee surgeries. Yeah, and a back injury. Like just crazy. Yeah. You know, and we talking about we talking about muscle guards too. We ain't talking about scrawny dudes. We're talking about dudes that embody you. Yeah. You know, Brandon Jennings, slide of frame, but but, it, but again, he's got a lot of herky jerk in his game, and he's a lefty. Yeah. So it was hard to handle him.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But And who am I missing? Cause that's why I threw Andre Miller out there. Because there's some of those people who are legendary guards, point guards, who aren't the critically acclaimed names.
3: Well, you know, here's here's one thing. You can just, if you talk, if you see interviews of some of the great point guards for the past oh, fifteen, my. twenty they all mention Andre Miller. Yeah. And that's right. all that's all it takes. Somebody that is well known mentioning another player and giving him credit, you know he's tough.
2: Where Mike Bibby from? He's from Arizona. New- oh okay, okay. Yeah he went
3: to like uh I think he went to like Shadow Mountain High or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Tough.
2: Yeah. It's tough. A, that's a that's a statement. That's a that's a that's a, that's a nice little battle too. Hey, like
3: people Think about this. we I know we we laugh because you know he's he's been on TNT for 30 years, it seems like. You know, and he's funny Kenny and Smith. He's having some issues with me. People don't know. Kenny Smith was like the number one point guard in the nation coming out of New York. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm like some highlights. And like he
2: got he had bounce. Yeah. But look what he did. He went to Carolina. He was rookie of the year too. Oh, was he? Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, um in Sacramento. He
3: listen, he had bounce, he could run the show. He did. I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys coming out of New York, man. A lot of guys coming out of Cali. That's a tough one. We, we'd have to put up a list of top 20 and, and compare them.
2: Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't all, um, NBA rookie of the year, but he was on the all-rookie team. But right. he, had, he averaged 14 and seven his rookie year. Come oh, on, man. Yeah. And Sacramento wasn't. When... Yeah, that's what he said. He said he had a lot of minutes and he was getting roasted. Yeah. So to go in from there, because there's a couple more things we got to talk about in the NBA and basketball-wise, but I, I don't want to go too far to the end of the podcast and not bring up your guy, Nick Saban. Shh. Nick Saban retires. Um, it's not a, just about how many games we won and lost, but it's about the legacy and how we went about it. We always tried to do it the right way. The goal was always to help players create more value for their future, be the best player they could be, and be more successful in life because they were a part of the program, says Saban. Saban in 72, he retires after his 17th season. He won 201 games. 17th season at, at Alabama. The- yes, at right. Alabama. And so he's, um, where, where else are his accolades? Uh, 13 SEC championships, six national titles. Seven. Um, seven national titles.
3: Because so he, he, he he started at Kent State, went to Michigan State, um, took the LSU job, won an SEC championship, won a national championship, mm-hmm. then took the Miami Dolphins job. Then he left after two years, I think. Then he went to Bama. Yeah. And then there in Bama, I think he won. I think at LSU, I think he may have won two SEC championships. At Bama, he won nine SEC championships and six national championships.
2: Yeah, and then like, he, got, he got one MAC title too. <laughs>
3: See, I didn't know he had a MAC title. Yeah. So like,
2: he was he was 292 and 71 with one tie as a college coach. Yeah, so anywhere
3: he's been, he's he's had them competing at a high level. And he set the standard for, you know, how you prepare each year. You know, what what he basically he basically ran, I say, ten to twelve future hall of fame coaches out of the SEC. Yeah. Just because not because they weren't good, it's because their fan bases were impatient in them not
2: Catching matching up to them.
3: his success. Right, which is
2: stupid, you know yeah. what I'm saying. But that's what happens when you when that's, you become that great. Everybody thinks great. they can emulate that. So yeah. this this is your guy though, coach. Yeah. And so, what is something that not even what is something because I'm sure it's a lot, but what are the things that you've learned from him that you feel like? Every coach should make sure that they instill something we haven't talked about before, as far as like the preparation and stuff. But because I know it's somebody that you study, right? Because you watch his moves for good reason, right? And so some people may not know outside of the stats and what they see. I probably say the number one thing, man,
3: is being able to adapt year to year Mm. and maintain your integrity. He's never changed his coaching philosophy. He's just changed the method in which he goes about it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and so you know, here is a guy that has won multiple championships, conference and national championships in different decades. Different decades. That's crazy when he's you think se- about. He's seventy-two. He said, "Yeah, man, seventy-two <laughs> Listen, years old, man." And mm-hmm. when he retired, this is something that no one even thought about because he didn't look like he was wearing down. Yeah, you know, he they, while they were you know, in the final four this year, they still had, they were still putting together a top two or top three recruiting class. Yeah. You know, and so Definitely. people, so some people say that, you know, he, the NIL situation ran him out, but no, I just think, I just think that he's just, I think he's one of those guys that didn't want to continue if he knew he wasn't going to put all he had into it. Yeah. Because, you know, those are long days. Cause he's a CEO of a, a major program. And um, for him to win in different decades while making the adjustment and still coaching the way he wants to coach um, and having, how can I say, nurtured, probably the greatest coaching tree in the history of college football yeah. is crazy because most of his coaches go on to be head coaches and they they're successful. Very successful. So like, you know, and then here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. Most of his coaches that go on to be head coaches he, he's only lost to them three times. And he's yeah. played, like, I think he's had Early. 25 games, I think, against his former coaches. He's only lost three times.
2: And, uh, unreal. That's crazy. And those are all recent, too. That's crazy. So n- now we got to talk about Alabama, right? Because yeah. Alabama is a storied program. Because that's where the greatest of great coaches have been, right? Because Listen. Nick Saban is so good now, you almost forget for people who are young that who was there before then until so they go back and look, right?
3: Go go look up a guy by the name of Bear Bryant. <laughs> and you you think you're like, man, you left the the Miami Dolphins to go to Alabama and and coach behind Bear Bryant? He went there like you said, you don't even mention Bear Bryant's name now, but yeah. the people who respect the game understand understand that you can't forget about the past because, you know, wouldn't he be. Set, he set the tone for you, for you going forward. And so so leave it there. So
2: going forward. <laughs> Who comes in behind the They already table. got a guy. Right. And so now I want you to tell me, is this the right guy? So
3: this guy, I think it's pronounced Dubor, du I think. I, but he's the, he's the former Washington head coach. He's right. been there two years, I think. Um, he was like the third or fourth choice. Because mm. they were going for some more established guys. Who the first? I think I, think I read it was... Um, I think someone might have reached out to Kirby. You know, he ain't leaving Georgia. That's, yep. Yeah. I think somebody. Uh, I think Lane Kiffin's name was mentioned. Why is Lane Kiffin's name? His off do. His they put up points. Yeah. That's how you win today in today's yeah. college football. You got to put up points. He, he always he, he in the mix with everything. Everything you know, and he's crazy. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. Um, and uh, I think they made a call to Sarkeesian at Texas, and um, I think I know Dabo's name was. In the mix because you know Dabo started at Alabama as yeah. a player and as a grad assistant, and, um, and you know Dabo had had some issues with the fan base at Clemson early on. Yeah, you know, and I think people were starting to forget like when he took over Clemson, he put y'all on the map, and so you can't you got to understand that you know you can't you can't compete for a national title every year. Yeah, you know what I mean, so um, is this guy the right choice? I don't know because you know. He doesn't have a uh, like a like solid footing in recruiting the southeast, mm. but of course, him going to the national championship game and being uh, winning at a high clip everywhere he's been because he was at a freshman snake before, right? He was at South Dakota State or something like that, something um, like that. And he wanted a high clip, so the thing is, he's going to surround himself with people who no. help him get yeah help him get the job done. So I don't know, man. It's just it is just strange that. Um, you, you're somewhere for two years um, they were offering you an extension to double your money and you left to go to Alabama because those are big shoes to fill because yeah. me personally I'd be very hesitant because even though you got all the resources there Yates every day you're walking down the hall you got Bear Bryant on this side <laughs> Nick Saban on this side and you got everybody in a four or five state radius, always reminding you that, well, this is the way Nick did
2: it. This is the house that Nick has built. <laughs> you,
3: know, and, you know, Nick Saban didn't do it like that. You know, you gotta hear that all the time, man. It's and like and,
2: they, and his player said he left in the middle of the night. He ain't tell nobody in Washington. Really? <laughs> He's like, yo, we found out when they just cleared all the lockers up. Wow. I mean, so you think about that, right? So that leads us to the point to, so Alabama has a lot of people decommitted. Yep, instantly, yeah. Where are they going?
3: Yeah, I know for sure. A couple of them have already mentioned that Colorado's on their list. Come on, you know, you know, you know. Dion has a uh, um at I think it was two weeks ago he had a top ten receiver, um, top ten recruiting class for the from the portal. Yeah, and I think, I think just a couple of days ago he's moved up to top four. The,
2: yeah, you know, prime. We know we with you. Baby. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. They were, they, you know, they were only, they were only, um let's just say uh, having some more experienced linemen away from making some big noise. Hey,
2: listen, let's end it there with some love and respect. Thank you, Nick Saban. Thank you for all the lessons that you've given to future coaches. Thank you to the lessons you've given to generations and generations of young men, trainers, staff, everybody. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, the GOAT. Legend. The GOAT, the GOAT. And so let's get into some NBA stuff as we wrap it up. Okay. NBA news, NBA news. Let me let me start with a with a question, right? So they got this thing going around. They always do this start bench cut thing. And they've been doing start bench cut. And usually I don't bring them to the pod, but this one was intriguing because we talked about it in the group chat. And so originally the start bench cut was Tyrese Maxey. I mean, not Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton, SGA, and John Morant. Mm-hmm. I was telling my guys that I don't put John ja Morant and I don't put those guys in the class with John ja Morant because one Ja people just don't job ja really been carrying an organization since he got into the league and his biggest moments have been the in the playoffs, playoffs, in the playoffs. And so I love SDA is one of my favorite young players, favorite guys. Like he's one of those guys that I think is going to be great for the next 10, but I always tell people that I'd like to see what somebody does in the playoffs. Yep, Trey Young, De'Aaron Fox, Jamal Murray. Those are the times where I'd be like, all right, this guy is stepped, taking a step above. And so I say, with the start bench cut, the appropriate trio is Tyrese Allaburton, Tyrese Maxey, and SGA. Who do you start, who do you bench, who do you cut? Mm. Yeah, that's a tough mm-hmm. one, right? Mm-hmm. Two Kentucky guys on there too. Shout out to Cal.
3: Yeah. Um I like Maxie. Yeah, I do. I too. I like Maxie a lot because he gets his without having anything run for him. Yeah. And he can like I feel like you can put him in any system and he'll fit in and start. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Whether, whether you put the ball in his hands and and he has to go make a play, or you need him to play off somebody. I think he's that guy. And I think he'll he'll go and strap up on the other end.
2: Yeah. So you starting him or you what? I'm I'm starting All right, so who coming off the bench? Uh, The guy from Pacers. Pacers? Yeah. You taking him over SGA? No, 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 no. He's on the bench. All right, but you got to cut somebody though. So if you- Hold on, hold
3: on, I'm starting somebody. You starting
2: somebody, you benching somebody, then you cutting somebody.
3: Yeah, I'm benching him.
2: You benching, who? The,
3: the the guy from the Pacers.
2: Oh, from the Pacers? And then you cutting SGA?
3: No, I'm, I'm benching SGA. Oh,
2: okay. So then you Yeah, you, know, you, you asked me
3: the question. You yeah, pass look, it up. look,
2: look, look. Remember, what's the name play for OKC? SGA play for OKC. Halliburton play for the Pacers.
3: Right. So Halli- I'm cutting him.
2: OK. And you right? put, all right, right, all right. That's why I said the
3: Pacers. I yeah. didn't want to mess his name up. Halliburton. That's how you put Yeah, asking. you cutting him. I'm
2: cutting him. OK. All right. Why, why are you cutting him?
3: Huh? Out of those, two, I'm just. I don't know if he's gonna fit in if they're not playing at a crazy, frenetic pace.
2: Mm.
3: You know, because Pacers get up and down. Rick Carlisle, you know, this is something new. I've never seen Rick Carlisle coach like this. He's letting them go.
2: Yeah, And And so
3: I want to see, like, which, you know, what happens in the playoffs all the time, the game slows down Yeah, and you have to grind it out. And see, that's why I said I like Maxie a lot because, you know, playing for Doc, and those that's how you and you and with Embiid um, down there you can't get up and down with like it so you gotta yeah. you gotta be able to play off and beat and he does well yeah you know and he's a sharpshooter give so, me the,
2: give me the heights for those three guards right and so you know I like I like big guards big too guards, yep. I like big guards too because I got to play that space and just for because I didn't even read, I didn't even give you this before we started right here are the stats right okay 31 and a half points 5.9 rebounds 6.4 assists, 2.4 steals a game, 27 11 record, tie for. That's SDA. SDA, yep. tie for number one in the West. Halliburton, 23.6, 4.2 boards, 12 and assists, one steal, 23 and 15 record, fourth in the East. Maxie, 26 points, 3.7 boards, 4, 6.6 assists, one steal, 24 and 13, third in the East. And mind you, I think. Um, and B has missed like the last like however many right. games, and they're still going to fall. And so I'm going to start SGA because SGA 6'6", mm-hmm. for one, right? He's 6'6", six, six, and not only does he score well, but he does it from all three levels. And he does it so well from the mid-range, I know what consistently is going to be like that in the playoffs too because he also can make sure he gets to the line. It's not somebody that's just – Relying heavily on the tray ball, And he's six, six Yep, like that. That size makes a huge difference and stuff with right. pace and sneaky athleticism. Um, and then I'm bringing Maxi off the bench, okay? Because I like Maxi too. So, but my only difference is that Maxi is I like it's just the height because now I can match up and you got six six. And so if I put you in any lineup with anybody, automatically it makes everybody on the wing longer. So can match it's up. Like H-
3: Maxie's how tall? <laughs> 6'3", Six, three. Six, three, all right. But he, but he's
2: big. He, but he played
3: big. Yeah, he's, you know, strong. Yeah. right? But when we say when you ask me the question, I'm looking at it as I'm just putting him in the rotation. So mm-hmm. so my thing if you say if you ask me who am I putting on the ball, I'm putting SGA. Yeah. But, but if if I'm just if I if I got a team where I might have a point guard already. Yeah. I'm, I got to go. That's why
2: I picked Yeah. Guys. but but again though. If you already got a point guard, then you would probably bring Tyreek. You could do those two either way. I think with what you just said, though, you can play SGA and Tyrese Maskey in any one of those situations. And but I don't, I don't know, know.
3: Mexican run the. I don't know if he's gonna.
2: <laughs> he's 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 running the one now. Cause think about who's running the run in in um in Philly. Yeah, it's but, not Pat B.
3: You know, right? But I'm just saying, like in terms of like, you know, some guys are good enough to run the point. In, Short periods i yeah. like s g a for sure yeah. is eighty two game point guard, yeah, you know but but either way we we' kind of on the same page, yeah uh, I, and disagree I, with it a little bit that's okay i
2: like i like halliburton I, I think Halliburton is good, he's really good, and I love how he distributes and what he sees and thinks, but I'm not sure that I could be i could rely on him consistently when like you said when the game slows down because I'm not sure how he'll score.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. And, so, yeah. and and then also, I don't know. I just need to see a little bit more of him. But, but man, I pray that he's not hurt. Yeah, it was, hurt. it was it was
2: a, it was like a little calf thing, so he'll be fine. Okay, okay. yeah, he'll be fine. Man,
3: because that looks scary.
2: Yeah, yeah, especially when it's like that. Man, and so get back soon. Young um, John Moran out for the season after a hot comeback. Yeah, but you John, know what that is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, they shut that shit shut down. Shut him down. Yeah. They, we we not making any. We, we seen all we needed to see. We know he's still him. Yeah, because Jaw came back and he had everybody thinking yeah. like, oh shit, Memphis gonna be eighth seed in the West. Yeah, and and that yeah. just speaks to how great he is to be around them. Like, yeah. Yeah. um, get well soon, my boy. Yeah. Um, and you know I can't, like you said, we're not haters, and so as of today, when I looked, uh, the Clippers are like seventeen and three in their last twenty. Looking great. Kawhi. Ty Lue! Lakers should have hired him when we had the chance. Mm. But Ty Lu, man. Think about that. We don't have Ty because you didn't want him to pick his staff. Man, that's... That's ridiculous. That's crazy. But they're 17-3. to 3, Moving. Um, they just got a contract extension from Kawhi. Kawhi signed it with a, a pay cut. So that means they'll have enough money for opening up some other things. And so...
0: Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What do we think now? For me, because my guy Boz, shout out to Boz. he always sending me this stuff when when it's, <laughs> uh, when um what's his name Harden plays well. He said, "Oh no, it's out. He got his swag back." And I was like, "Oh, this is cool." I only reply with one word: playoffs. Playoffs. yeah. Playoffs. That's all I need to see is playoffs. What's going to happen in the playoffs? Because that's where the difference is. And so, what do you think? You think they championship team this year?
3: They they look like and I I think with Ty Lu running the show, I think they are because yeah. he's not the type of guy that's going to be afraid to hold you accountable. Yeah, you know he he's the guy. You know he's going to tell tell those guys. Look, I know you're Paul George and you're you know um, you know you're Kawhi Leonard. You know you're right. James Harden. You're Russ. You know Harden, but uh, Westbrook. But look, you got to give us more. Bump that. You know what I'm saying. You get paid the big bucks. You got the ball in your hands. Look, we got to get it done. Like, right. there's no coming back. You know what I'm saying? And he's the type of guy that even though he wasn't, you know, as some of the fans always get on him, like, he wasn't a star. Coach, uh, Iverson stepped over him. He's got a lot of respect in the league because people respect the grind that he had. Man. You know what I'm saying? To get into the league, you know, and stay that long. You know what I'm saying? And um, and now he's coaching and he's he's paid his dues. And um, he's been—he's shown that he's a good coach, and so I think they will listen to him, and and they'll, they'll make a run at it for real. I mean, they look scary.
2: Yeah, yeah. So okay. that le- that leads me to my point, right? The Lake Show, right? As of right now, shit, we like eighteen and twenty, maybe, struggling, struggling, struggling. Everybody's talking about trades and Levine. So before and-
3: you go into that, let's not stray away from the Tyloo thing. Yeah. You know, when people always jump on LeBron about mm. being the general manager, y'all know LeBron wanted Ty as coach. Yeah. Y'all, you do know that, right? Just, yeah. we got to put that, Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know he would want his guy as coach, you know, and not to say um, he wouldn't, he didn't want Ham, but. You know, and that's another thing. Ham shouldn't be taking the heat he's taking right now either. Yeah, Y'all was just talking about how he's the right guy for the job. Yeah, Because, you know, he wasn't a star in the NBA, but people respect the grind that he made.
2: Yeah, that's what we get to the Lakers, right? We're struggling. Now, getting to the Ham situation, I don't like when coaches get blamed for people not making shots. Right. Or people not reaching assignments. So people just watch stuff and people talk about rotation or whatever else. If you watch D'Angelo Russell play – he can't give you anything if he's not scoring. And he'll have games where he missed the entire backboard. And if he's doing that when he's playing, he's throwing the ball all over the place, he's not rebounding, he's not making the extra rotations on defense, and we're having troubles, yes, scoring, but we're also having trouble consistently getting stops and then going down and score. Cam Reddish has his moments where he hits shots and he doesn't, but he's consistent on the ball, right? Right. V- Vando has problems making shots or whatever else but again you guys told us this is the most skilled NBA that we've ever had that everybody can do so many different right. things why are we blaming and we started the season off talking about how much depth we have and we do have people just got to perform Gabe Vincent has been hurt he's yeah. not here Ho- but the,
3: the one thing that hoopers know oh, is that if you're not making shots what do you do you get into the lab. You gotta you gotta put shots up. You know, and with AD and LeBron, these aren't situations where you gotta create your own shot. Yeah. You just gotta knock it down when it comes your way. Yeah. And that's something, you know, and I like I said, Gilbert, Gilbert was a professional scorer. Hell yeah. But the one thing Gilbert did, he put in some work. And if he had a bad shooting night when he played for the Wizards, yeah. you knew like he's in the gym the next day putting up shots and people don't, people will know how you know that. Trust me, I know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it's it's a, it's just a situation where like, the stuff that's happening to the Lakers right now, this is stuff that can be fixed.
2: Easily, easily. It's just, now, <sighs> where do we go with this conversation? Because we always talk about this, right? And now people are probably tired of hearing me talk about the Lakers anyway. I am. but. I think, I think we'll be a fine eventually. We'll probably have to be either like six, five, six, seven C, something like that. Hopefully we don't have to do the play in and so we can get there, but a trade is gonna come most likely um, of some sort. Don't know, they talk about Levine, they talk about DeJounte Murray, you know, all these other different people. Something's gonna happen, but I like to Segue from this into the debate, the great debate right now, right? The one that got Rashard McCants and uh, what's it called fighting each other <laughs> and everybody talking is MJ, Kobe, Braun. Yep. Why is it that Shaq has been talking about it? But every time you hear players, former NBA players, NBA players, every time you hear them talk about the GOATs, they talk about Mike and then they talk about Kobe and then Braun. And for a lot of people who don't really watch basketball, didn't watch basketball, my, Mark Jackson specifically too, because I always remember, Mark Jackson always talked about how he said Kobe was the best player in the world and was maybe better than Jordan. And he was doing that while Kobe was alive, while he was alive. But he was one of those that was always on TV talking about it. For so those of you that are saying, hey, nobody talked about Kobe being that good until after he passed, stop being no, casual. No, no,
3: no, 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 no. Hey, You stop you, that. If you if you believe that, that means you really weren't paying attention to the game. Not at
2: all. It was always a discussion. Because you got people talking about how Kobe was never the best in the league. Yeah, no. no. We'll do that. <laughs> but you you just had Kenyon Martin talk about how within his generation, for the 15 years, Kobe was the best player and nobody argued it, right? But let's talk about why, King. Why do players... They talk about there's only been 5,000 NBA players ever, but why do players versus media... Always want to make sure people know that, hey, it's Mike Kobe, Bron.
3: Cause again, it's kind of what we talked about with, with Ty Lu. People respect the grind. Kobe, Kobe was Kobe was not considered the best player in the league during his his time because of his overall talent. You know what I'm saying? He you know, of course, he had bounce. Of course, he was, but it was his work ethic, his yeah. killer mentality that set him apart from, from so many different guys. And and people that played against Kobe, you know, they saw that every night and he was a problem. And so people respect that and want to give him, make sure they give him his flowers because, you know, the media sometimes is going to try to brush him aside because, you know, the media sometimes will report on you Um, based on, you know, personal preference. Yes, you know, and you know how that goes, man. That same thing with football. Why do you think Terrell Terrell Owens it took so long for him to be in the Hall of Fame? Come on, that's he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, man. But that's the thing. And so now, with so many players having their own platform to give their opinions, right? Now, the media is being a little is being held more accountable because. You can't just say anything. We have to run with it now because there's other sources that we can, we can go to and get a firsthand experience of how things actually were because you in the media, you didn't play against Kobe, man. You didn't have the game plan for him.
2: And you don't really understand the craft, right? Like when you talk about people may watch a chef, a Michelin star chef in the kitchen they may they may watch them cutting up a steak, butterfly, or something, but they don't really understand the technique. They just looking at a knife, go through something. Yep. They don't really understand what's going on for real. Yep. And so when somebody looks at the game of basketball and they say like, yo, there ain't basketball players better than Kobe and Mike. They're talking about what it means to be a complete basketball player and not have any deficiency right. in your game. Right, like perfecting the craft or something. That's different. That's where you look at something that a fine-tuned, like, look at this, look at the yeah. footwork, look at this, yeah. defensively, everything.
3: Basically, when it comes down to it, and we and we game plan for Kobe, right? You know, we, we ain't gonna talk about MJ, we talking about Kobe right now. What you gonna take away? Right. Shit, there, he can do everything. Yep. Perimeter getting to the rack, mid post, low post, like he could do anything, he could facilitate, mm. straps like there's nothing he couldn't do and he did everything well. So that's where people start that's where the players say like shit man, like I, what can we do? You know, we in comparison to LeBron, right? People so often, right? In playoff times, go under screens on LeBron. If LeBron hits, you know, six or seven um you know, perimeter jumpers, when you go under screen, they'll live with it because he can't survive with it over a seven-game series. And we've yeah. seen that already. You can't do that shit with Kobe. Yeah. And, and, you know, even with Mike, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, that's why the players get offended when people skip Kobe in terms of saying, you know, it's automatically LeBron. Yeah. Now, you know me. I'm a big LeBron guy. Yeah. And I say in totality... I'd probably take LeBron, but when we talk about like certain aspects of the game, you know, yeah. you know what I think about? I think about who's going to close it. Yeah, you know, and that and I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kobe on yeah. that, just because I know that you get down to it, there's pretty much nobody. nothing he nothing he can't do. Yeah. and
2: the stats show that there was nobody better, you know, when it came to that, and so. so. It's it's just uh it's, it's just a it's a just, dumb debate yeah. but
3: you don't mention everybody. That's yeah. just bottom line. Yeah and depending on your age, you're gonna say different things. Like and when and I, I said this, I said this about maybe three or four years ago. If I talk to somebody and, and they're older than me and they say Wilt or Magic or Dr. J, I'm not or Kareem, I'm not pissed because they saw that. Yeah, and they see the new guys as well. Because w- once you get to a certain age, you've seen different decades of basketball. Yeah. Like you know, for people look think about Doc, what we saw of Dr. J in the, in the for the Sixers, that was older Doc, yeah. and he still came in and was all star. You go back and look at what he did in the ABA, and and people will say, well, that's not the NBA. Well, that's where all the talent was at the time, right? The ABA, and he dominated that shit. And so, so when when people talk about who's the greatest, you got to name all those guys. And yeah. you know, if you're gonna mention if you're gonna mention those, you got to mention. You got to mention that group that I just talked about because everybody's got a stake on it.
2: Facts. You know. Facts. And so. Come on, Kobe. we we That's Killer. We we brought it back with some action for y'all. It's been a while since we've been in here, so we had to get some shit off our chest, man. But it was a great one. It was a great one. So, OG, this is the first post-game wrap-up of the year. What you got in the store? Man, I'm just trying to keep it moving, man. You know, we finished 23 really
3: strong um you know in what we're trying to do and this has been a long journey you know you talked about how we we fund the podcast ourselves and it's only 3 of us you know two and a half because snipes be messing up so much yeah, right yeah. right but we but we try to do the best that we can and i think we've been doing a good job and you know with our business you know it's been growing and we had a lot of obstacles with a late start we had covid and it's been a long grind since 2019 but we've we've been putting in the work and staying positive and and we've been moving forward and the growth is you know is showing and we just want to keep growing man keep grinding and never forget where we came from how we got here and and just and don't forget where we're trying to go that's it man just keep it
2: moving absolutely you know, any any life that's stagnant is a life that's not worth living. Yep. You know, if you don't keep moving, you don't keep progressing, you stay in the same place, you have been passed over and life is gonna continue to go. The world is gonna move on without you. Yep. Um, persistence, 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 persistence. It's gonna be hard, it's gonna be ugly, it's gonna be some no's, there's gonna be some hesitations. Be persistent, be persistent, be persistent. That's the difference. You know, you can have, we talked about all those other different things you got to have to be successful. But the persistence, that's probably the hardest one to keep on because there's going to be days you don't want to do it. It's going to be days where it looks like people don't believe in you. But you know, so you got to have that un, undying desire to keep going, as you said. So persistence, oh, excuse me, persistence, persistence, persistence. And so, BTG Nation, that's our time for today, for tonight. You know what it is, Who Mountain Dubai, Who Mountain DXB, Who Mountain. AE, BTG Nation. You can find us everywhere. Links in the bio and all that good stuff. As always, keep it real, keep it simple, and keep going.
0: From player and coach, the brother to brother. They both got views that you need to discover. From sports, current events to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk. Gotta tune in, you already know, G. This BTG Nation, and you wanted the homies. Just tune in, you already know, G. BTG Nation, the other ones in the nosebleeds.